you ever been to a volcano? Women with a rugby? You're now listening to Super Bowl. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Bowl! It's pretty. It's so pretty. We just won a fucking ball! That's what you said, man. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super Hooper. Welcome to Super Hoopers, an inconsequential discussion of the week's NBA news. I'm your host, Matt Hill. With me, as always, is my brother in basketball, John Hill. John, still recovering from Sacramento? Uh, funny story. So, Have you given up on life in L.A.? Are you already planning your move to the great city of Sacramento? I'm trying, man. Yeah. No one believes me. I've had numerous conversations about Sacramento Nobody to believes people. us. No one believes what us. What a paradise it is. No, my wife is like, I, you're just straight up lying to me. No. And it's like... It was just a good, it was just I, good I, life. I mentioned it in my classes. I, you know, I teach teach college, and I I had a student who's from Sacramento, and he like in the back of the room, he like stood up and he like pointed at me, and he was like, "I told you, I told everyone here, Sacramento's the best." And I was wait, like, wait, "See, wait, Sacramento wait, pride." Wait, wait, sorry about how did you did you, were you just like, "Hey guys, no, I was uh, like, make sure you download the Super Hoopers, no, uh, no, follow no, no, our social was, channels." Uh, last week we were at Sacramento. How no, does this no, work? No, it was because it was spring break. Okay. So I said, first first day back from spring break, I was like, well, you know, welcome up, welcome everyone back from spring break. I hope everyone had a good one. I went to Sacramento. It was amazing. It was a great city. I had so much fun. The guy was like, hell yeah. I'm from Sacramento. <laughs> they got pride. Like that. He they got like pride. That? Yeah, of course. I'm from Sacramento. <laughs> That's not what I said. I said, hell yeah. I didn't do an accent thing. I felt like a little accent. No. We'll check the tape. Man. For, yeah, for new listeners, um, we're the Super Hoopers. You could check us out on Twitter at the Super Hoopers. I'm at Tweet of Matt Hill. We're on the Instagram um, at the Super Hoopers as well. Yeah, great, yeah. great Instagram. I think more great. people need best the... best Instagram. In shout the game. out to Dave Fudernick, our, Dave does our a great director job. of social also, media. Yeah, shout out to Dave Fudernick who has the best Twitter in the game too. He's his Twitter he's, game's strong. He's the top one percent of yes, NBA Twitter. I remember when I I said we should promote Dave to social media director, and you were very against it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're very against it, mm-hmm. but I powered through. Um, as the CEO of Super Hoopers, self-proclaimed CEO of Super Hoopers. And then now it's doing well. So uh, big show, big show. We got Keith uh, from the Fast Break. Keith Parrish. Yeah, from the Fast Break. What a break. great pod. Yeah, yeah. What, their pod's great. Um, somehow, you know, it's, it's very strange because somehow their pod came before our pod. Yeah. And yet they somehow also stole the idea of having an NBA podcast from us. Yeah, that's so I weird. Don't know how you, I don't know how that worked. Maybe some time travel was involved. Oh, yeah. But we were definitely, I thought we were the first people to do an NBA podcast. I, I mean, thought we were the only people who did one. Yeah, so did I. But apparently there's apparently other ones. Apparently there's yeah. other people. So anyways, we'll just roll into it. Welcome to the pod. Uh, Keith Parrish from the Fast Break Breakfast Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Great, great pod. Great. Oh man, the god, the Godfather of NBA comedy podcasts. You've been around since when? Like 2014 or something? 2013? Yeah, 2014. I can't get over the Godfather of NBA comedy podcasts. That is the most generous right. Well, description. I mean, I, I mean, I appreciate it, but yes, uh, I don't know what you mean by the Godfather of NBA uh, comedy podcasts. Keith, our takes come in hot all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. just to I let like you know. it. Well, yeah. I mean, the, sh- the short the short corner was the first like funny NBA podcast I listened to, but they're out the game. I mean, they 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 hung yeah. it up. They retired. Yeah, so, so you became remember- the Godfather by default. Actually, <laughs> Is, I that's think really that's funny. what Matt's trying to say, right, Matt? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, okay, okay. I remember just- we had podcasted for like a year or two, and the short corner was still like ahead of us in iTunes rankings. 
And I was like, these guys haven't podcasted in years. Like, what does it take to <laughs> overcome the short corner podcast? And yeah, it's, I don't know. It's that. Uh, it's it's a mystery how the iTunes works. It's a mystery. Yeah. But apparently, you can game it. Apparently, you know, there are ways to game the system, as uh, as a recent article taught us. Uh, I forget where I read it, but I read it. Some, oh. some Gizmodo or something. Yeah, no. Oh, no, no, no. It was Pod Network. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy contacted yeah. me. He did? He was yeah. like, I, he's like, I want to game your podcast. Let no, me help I you told out. him how we did it on oh, Fiverr. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, what? These people are paying all this money. You can just go on Fiverr and pay five bucks to game the system. I was, tell, tell me more. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I can pay $5 to uh, game the system. So you, so you go on Fiverr, uh, and there are like, you know shady things that happen on fiverr like you can hire yeah. people five bucks and do all sorts of things there there are people on fiverr that claim that they can get your podcast into like the top 20 uh for like 20 minutes basically yeah it's great <laughs> and then you take a screen grab you yeah. take a screen grab right you say thanks to all your listeners we did it and then an hour later it goes away and then and then and then then you find out who your real friends are because bunch uh, like people will contact you being like hey i see you're really popular now like what's up how's it going oh it's great <laughs> I was gonna say we were. I think we were one day. We were sixth for like a week. This was like Ooh. two years ago. And we like if you typed in MBA, like we were like we were up there. And I was like, right. oh, like we made it, we made it, we made it. And now it's like we have way more listens now than we did then. But we're like fortieth or something. You know, like we're, we're so I, again. I don't. I need to get on Fiverr. Keith. Make, uh, it, 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 yeah, that that six doesn't count because you made it there the honest way. Yeah, All right? this is this is Trump's America. You can you got to cheat to get ahead. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's yes. our thing. Like that's how we we maybe every week we pick a random like really bad podcast and pay five dollars and get it in the top. And then when yeah, to yeah. see someone be like, oh my god, we did it, and they're like, yeah, nope, yeah, nope. we'll be like the fairy godmother of yeah. uh, Fiverr podcast. Yeah. All right. So well, you're the fairy godmother, and I'm the godfather of the NBA. That's right. That's comedy. right. That's yep. how it works. Right. Yep. That's how it by, works by default. Yep. Um, Oh man! Enough about enough about gaming the system. So you're, <laughs> so just for, for listeners who, who don't know you, you're you're a Memphis guy, right? I mean, you live in Nashville, but you're you're a Memphis fan. I'm yeah, I'm a I'm a big Grizzlies fan, and I live in Nashville. Yes. I mean, we're out here in LA. We're coastal elites. Yes. Um, yeah. Certified. Certified. So I mean, maybe you could tell us how accurate our perception of Memphis is uh, as an NBA city. From my view, it's a passionate fan base. Before we go any further. I got oh, okay. Say, right. uh, okay. Okay. Go ahead, Keith. Go ahead. Yeah, you've clearly have insulted the Memphis Nashville. The Memphis Nashville relationship is tense. Okay. Uh, oh. Two cities that don't like each other. Uh, okay. These are, these are two. Global, these are two separate cities. Are these two are like, separate they're, cities. They're in, are they in the same state? I mean, how, how, how does, does this work? work? Wait. What well, you guys are are aware? Memphis is in Tennessee, and Nashville is in Tennessee. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. I know, are, I know are, Los Angeles and I know New York. And yep. I think there's something called Chicago, but okay, go on, go on. Yeah. You really are it. the coastal elites with no knowledge <laughs> of the flyover states. Memphis and Nashville are about 200 miles apart, roughly. I feel like I'm getting a lot of negative energy from Memphis that is not being reciprocated. I'm sure there are some terrible people in Nashville saying negative things about Memphis. I mean, I, I have heard that. But anyway, so before I go with my reviews of Memphis, it should be recognized. Uh, things are tense between the cities. I have nothing but love for Memphis, but I actually receive negative feedback all the time from people in Memphis just because because I live in Nashville. Right. So you know, the question, the question was how passionate of a fan base. Uh, they're very passionate. However, they're pretty small. I mean, it's obviously it's a really small market. I have Grizzly season tickets, and I've had them for a few years, Whoa. and so I, oh, I, I resell like all my tickets, uh, and. 
there is no thirst for Grizzlies basketball uh, <laughs> when they're when they're not like when they're not killing it or playing the Lakers or Warriors. So like even when they're pretty good, like resell is not great. So so what happened to Memphis this season? Uh, not going so hot. Oh yeah, so you have this team that um, has really lacked in depth. They they've been very top heavy, and it finally kind of caught up with them. Like if. You know, Mike Conley goes down, they have nothing behind him. And they've been doing this for like three years now where they've been carrying seven or eight kind of borderline NBA players at the back of their roster. And so, you know, when you only have a handful of really good NBA players and one goes down, and being Mike Conley probably the most important one, the best player on the team, uh, there was nothing behind that to keep them from just slip sliding the season away. Uh, And so we now have them as we talk Losers of 18 straight and with just 18 wins on the season. So uh, I guess that's the short of what happened. And, oh, you know, via email, you told me you're watching, like, a lot of bad teams this season. Like, that's your specialty is you're watching all these under 500 teams. And I'm guessing that's because you care about the Memphis draft pick. Is that why? Or, or do you have some other reason for torturing yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I watch the bad teams, one for the Memphis draft pick. But also that's kind of like my jam is watching the smaller – teams or like the non-nationally televised games that like that's always been my interest and I think it just derives from you know years growing up where you had to watch the Bulls and Knicks play like it was just that's all you got you got the national TV games like I had to watch Kobe Bryant it was always Lakers and so then when I found out about League Pass I got so interested in like I've never seen the Milwaukee Bucks play in my life and so just watching Bucks games or Magic games like that's the thing I'm most interested in and now, like, having this podcast where, I don't know, like, where I feel, I don't know, some, for a while there I felt, like, responsibility to watch the Cavaliers play and the Celtics and the Rockets play. But then I kind of realized, like, you know what? That's what everyone else is already doing. Everyone's already getting all the coverage of that. So I just end up watching the teams that interest me the most. And a lot of times it's not the playoff teams. And so I guess I really find a lot of joy in the NBA regular season of just a random matchup between two teams that have, you know, like 40% winning records. So you, you have a very different approach from us because our approach is, you know, you watch all these games to feel informed. Our approach is to not watch anything. And then pretend go. we are informed. Yep. So <clears throat> I mean that's so far. That's yeah. That's been, yeah. That's yeah. been working. That's been working for us. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any? Do you have any insight into like what you know like tanking strategy? Like what works the best uh, in terms of uh, losing games? Yeah, uh, playing bad players. Okay. Nice. Okay. Okay. Nice. So is, 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 <laughs> is, is why is Memphis currently better at that than everyone else? It might be too simplistic. They have the worst players. Uh, okay. that they're okay. rolling out okay. there. I mean, right. okay. well, some of okay. it, I mean, I guess every every situation is unique with um, these tanking teams. Like, you have the Suns who've been tanking for so many years that I feel like they get kind of hyped up. They're like, hey, let's win a game. The Grizzlies don't have that right now. And <laughs> and even if they, it's really odd. You, like, you can tell. They, I mean, they are blatantly tanking because there was a close game. They played a close game against the Spurs recently. It was a very exciting game where, like, Mark Gasol was playing great. They left Mark Gasol in, like, the fourth quarter. Jermichael Green had a great game. Uh, I think they only lost by one. Uh, and then there's other games, like, against the Bulls where it was close and they did not – like Marcus Saul, Jamichael Green, who are two of the only actual NBA rotation players still suiting up, like they didn't see the court in the fourth quarter. I mean, Dylan Brooks in that game went nuts. He scored, I think he scored 20 points in the fourth quarter alone and almost pulled it off. But it's just funny. Like they are, 
they're, they're just rolling out all these former second-round undrafted guys who are kind of very borderline NBA players, and, uh, and, and it's just working. But, but the reason, the real reason the Grizzlies are winning this tank battle is they have lost to the other tanking teams. The fact that I think in the last, like, three weeks that they have five losses to the other tankers is just incredible. It's like, it's like the double whammy. You, you want the tank to happen, right? Like, that's where your mentality is going? I think the NBA rules are terrible. I think the rewarding of losing is insane and indefensible. And I've always kind of publicly been, and that's one of the things when you have a, a podcast where you, like, release your opinion twice a week into the world and it's recorded. You've been doing it for years. Like, I was very publicly anti-tanking like i thought what the sixers did i was like this isn't great like we need to change the rules anything that incentivizes losing is idiotic and and people like this year the sixers are looking great like they have a chance of even getting up to like a home court advantage in the first round and they have transformational talents in joel Embiid and ben simmons but i also sit back and say but tanking still isn't good like, they still haven't won a playoff series. And, like, the Pacers right now, they never tanked. They're ahead of the Sixers. So we shouldn't crown the Sixers for tanking working, even though that's one of, like, the best-case scenarios of, like, we want to do it like the Sixers did and end up with these two great guys. So all that to say, long-windedly, I'm kind of ethically opposed to tanking, but I understand that's the NBA rule. So, like, as a Grizzlies fan, before this season, everyone's like, guys, grit grind is over. We should probably trade Marc Gasol and Mike Conley and totally blow it all up. And I disagreed. I was like, no, there's no point. We have a solid shot, just a solid shot as anybody, to get back into the playoffs again. For the eighth consecutive year, something about my fandom says that that's good enough for me. And maybe it's because I grew up in a flyover state where I never expected, like, the Tennessee Titans to win the title. You know, I never expected the teams I cheered for to win the title. That was always reserved for, like, the Kobe Bryants and the Michael Jordans. Where I'm like, As hey, it may- should be. Okay, right, yeah, right. keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that, that's where, as a Grizzlies fan, I'm like, man, if, if we make the playoffs again and if we had this stretch where we were, like, legit contenders for, like, three years, that's pretty cool. And if we choose to lose one uh, I'm worried about my season tickets. No one's going to buy them. And then you see these teams like the Timberwolves stuck in purgatory, haven't made the playoffs in 13 years, the Magic, the Suns, who just stink, like stink forever. So because of that, I'm like, I would, I'm happy for my team to win 57% of their games. Please yeah. win 57% of the games. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah, put, yeah. Put that on a T-shirt. As right, a Sixers so, so, fan, I, I can tell you that <laughs> tanking is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. It's great. It's, so, so you loved it, but, but see, you loved it. It's like a religion they sold you. Like, we don't have wins. Here's something else to get excited about. And, and, and I understand that. Like, right now, I'm going through it as a Grizzlies fan. So, like, when the Grizzlies started, when the Grizzlies lost 11 in a row in, like, November and December, at that point, I, w- I, I switched to, I don't think teams should go into the season with the idea of tanking, but our season is over. The phrase I used with a lot of people was, We've already invested six weeks of pain. Now let's get the payoff. Like now we only have, you know, we only have ten weeks left. <laughs> you know, like, like we, like it, it, it's a large, it's a large down payment to make as an NBA fan when you're accustomed to being a pretty good team to say we're going to be terrible for four months. But after we'd already put in one and a half months, I was like, there's no upside here. Like the best case scenario, 
you know, we, we, we barely missed the playoffs. Like, there's, there's, there was no chance the Grizzlies were going to rebound to make the playoffs. You could see that back in December. So I'm like, guys, we've already invested uh, six weeks of pain, uh, only, you know, only like 14 left. Let, let, let's pay off this and hopefully get a, a high draft pick. I think that's smart. Okay. Let's, uh, like, if you don't mind, since you are, since you are the, the Godfather NBA co- podcast, maybe you, you can uh, suffer through some of our segments and, and maybe give us some notes or maybe join in on, on them if, if you want. That's great. With, and uh, I also, I also got to say, I mean, this podcast is a, a joint venture with me and my other co-host, uh, John and Chuck. If we can mm. all be, be the, the Godfathers mm. of NBA mm. comedy, which, again, maybe is a John. hilarious thing. John, John sounds cool. As yeah. as somebody who runs an NBA <laughs> podcast myself, I, I I know that one person does all the work. Uh, so so uh, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right, all right. So this this our first segment is uh, we call the segment Illuminati. This is where we expose, okay, you know, conspiracy theories that are going on in the league. All right, I love conspiracies. So this is one I got thinking of. I I, I started thinking about. It's about Sam Hankey. So this cult has arisen around Sam Hankey, where he's basically like nerd god. Like he could do no wrong. He's the smartest man in the room. And yet he got fired. So how do we explain that that contradiction? Let me ask you this. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, James Dean. Kurt Cobain, all legends, right? Tupac. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Another one. Biggie Smalls. What do they all have in common? Died at a young age. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I actually was trying to figure out initials. I feel like we had a lot of J's there. And then I guess. No, the correct answer is they died at a young age. Died at a young age. Hinky looked at it. You got to remember when Hinky got fired. I mean, he he resigned or whatever it was. Was he 33? I don't know how old he was. I mean, he's he, I in my book. He's eight. He, I hope he's older than <laughs> he I am, but I guess no, no, no. He's, he's not. a he's late thirties. He's. I mean, they all died at different ages. I mean, Janis Joplin and Hendrix. I think were twenty-seven. Same with Kurt Cobain. But um, uh, I think he looked at it. He looked at that that Sixers team. It was not the promising team that it is now. All right. It had Okafor, who was like punching dudes and already looked like a bust. They did not have Ben Simmons. They didn't have. They had not won that lottery yet. Joel Embiid had yet to play. I think he looked at it and he was like, ooh, this might go really, really poorly. Like, this could go bad. The only way I guarantee that I am a legend if I somehow engineer my own demise. So I think he started all those wheels in motion to get himself fired. I think he, like, back-channeled getting Jerry Colangelo in there um, and forcing him out so that he died young, metaphorically, and now he's revered. What do you think? What do you think about that one? I think that's brilliant. I think this segment is brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I, I can only affirm what you've said. I love this idea. Like he was looking at the stuff he had, and he's like, you know what? I'm revered by this incredible cult of thousands and thousands of people. This the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast just says whatever I did was incredible. Like no one looks at my faults, and. Going back to what I said about, like, even best-case scenario tanking, they still haven't even won a playoff series. They have a long way to go. There's no guarantee they even make a conference finals. Sam Hinkie's like, you know what makes my legend, uh, like, unassailable and untainted for all time? Getting out now before Getting we find out, out what happens. Who, I love whoever's it. the next guy gets blamed. I mean, like, prob- he thinks in prob- probabilistic terms. 
This yes. is the absolute best case scenario, what happened with the Sixers. They won the lottery. Joel Embiid has been fairly healthy. I mean, as healthy as you'd expect. Not only did they win the lottery, but Ben Simmons is like a straight baller. Like, he's better than everyone thought. So this is like, I think, in the upper 5% of what he could have predicted. I think he's looking at all the other options, and he's like, I got to get out now. So, all right. Well, it's confirmed. It's confirmed. Okay. Genius one. Yeah. That's well, correct. You can write, write, I'd also just like to, write your 13-page letter and be out. I like this. Yeah, go ahead. Keith. I also like to throw in uh, going towards my, my, I don't know if it's a metaphysical conspiracy that I have. Uh, one of the reasons they've had so many issues with like kind of weird things and like like Markel Fultz, like the whole Markel Fultz thing. I like mm-hmm. to think that's the basketball karma gods uh, saying, you know uh. what? You, you think you won the process? Guess what? I've cursed this uh, this bright 19-year-old. Oh, I, I like that. I like that, I like that the one other way. Yeah. I think the karma gods were like, let's hold Joel Embiid out. Let's mm-hmm. hold him out so you could get another draft pick. Let's get you Ben Simmons. <laughs> Let's hold Ben Simmons out. Let's get you Markel Fultz. Let's hold Markel Fultz out because <laughs> this is where it falls apart. Because this is because like I think it'll be funny. Uh, you know what I mean? So maybe I'm Just, looking at it that way. Okay. Like maybe maybe yeah. the karma gods are like really working the other way. Um, let's uh, yeah. let's sign Jared Bayless for two years, eighteen million. Let's <laughs> yes. trade a second round pick for Trevor Booker and then cut him two months later. <laughs> yeah. I think it sounds smart. I yeah. think it sounds yeah. smart. You, sound, you sound like you could be a GM. Oh, All yes, right, this next one, this we'll see how this this next one works. Um, I don't know if you're up for this, Keith, but do you want to do you want to debate me about whether Marc Gasol uh, or or should should the Grizz, should the Grizzlies trade Marc Gasol? Yeah, okay, I can debate this. Now the catch is the reason we do this segment is because you know conflict sells. If yeah. we learned anything from debate. ESPN, is that you know co- conflict is what drives ratings. The way we ensure conflict, though, is we got to take opposite sides of this, but we flip a coin to decide which side you're on. I, I can definitely take both sides of this argument. Okay, all right. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna I have something that resembles a coin right here. Yep. <laughs> it's not right. exactly a coin, but I, I'm gonna say that uh, heads says that you have to say that uh, he should be traded. So let me just see. All right. A little flippy. Okay. It's heads. Uh, it's it's heads. It's heads. So you have to argue that he should that he should be traded. So you, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can you, you can go first. I firmly believe this in my soul. I've always said this. The Grizz need to keep Marcus All. He is the face of the franchise. He grew up in that city. Memphis, a city close to my heart that I know everything about. Beale Street is a street in the city. Absolutely. Okay? The mayor of Beale Street is Marcus All. This is their guy. Lifetime Grizzly. They got to retire that jersey. I don't care what has happened this season. I don't care what the contract is. They have to keep this guy. I just think the Grizzlies as a franchise need to realize where they are. And they've got, quote unquote, a franchise cornerstone who's on the wrong end of the age spectrum. He's got multiple years left on his contract. He's only got another year. You can't trade him the following year because he'll be an expiring deal, so you won't get much back for him. Trade him. See what you can get for him. Move him somewhere else. Make him happy. Bless him in the last part of his career. Reward him for all the stuff he's done for your franchise. Be like, hey, do you want to go to the Spurs? Let's see if we can work something out. You want to go somewhere else? Let's work something out. Like, he's kind of a quirky guy. He's always talking about growing his plants and playing basketball the right way. And when they win a game, he's like upset He's like, we won, but we didn't play the right way, and that's all that matters. He can't be out there poisoning the young guys who are going through the streak with all his, like, I need to get guys around me who play the right way. He keeps throwing his young teammates under the bus. Grizzlies got to realize grit and grind is over. You got to cash in what you have now, hopefully get some assets for the future, and that way you can rebuild Grizzlies basketball. 
Keith, I could tell just by listening to you that you have never played a competitive sport in your entire life. That is a loser, loser mentality. Just cut bait and run away? Surrender? Listen to yourself. This is a guy who grows plants. You just told me that. I want to grow the plant that's Mark Gasol. And if I want to reap Gasol the fruit. I want to reap keep the fruit. Tending my, if he would tend my garden, I would have him. But as far as I can tell, he's more talking about some philosophical brand of basketball that doesn't exist. Right now, the Grizzlies are horrible. He is playing, and he is horrible. We got to get him out. We got to build this franchise again. We got to turn that soil over. Uh, sp speaking of turning things, I'm going to turn your mic off because I can't handle the garbage coming out of your mouth right now. <laughs> okay, you all right. Me, that's, you, uh, no, no. Honestly, you told, you told me conflict sells. I had I'm a, I had Matt Moore, uh, you know, formerly of CBS, on the show a couple <laughs> weeks ago. I received multiple messages from listeners asking that he please never come back on. People do not come <laughs> to Fast Break Breakfast for conflict. They come for a good time. <laughs> As I found out. Well, yeah. they come. They come to. They come to Super Hoopers for. Well, I don't know. Maybe they just don't come at all. Yeah, I don't think they. Yeah. I look at the numbers <laughs> yeah. every day for the last two years. They they just don't come at all. Okay. All right. Let's 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 add, let's do one more. Let's do one more segment. Okay. Um, okay. Let's do. Uh, let's do Jeff Van. Let's do current events with Jeff oh Van Gundy. Oh my gosh, uh, Keith. Um, Keith, I Keith. apologize for this segment already. <laughs> <laughs> I, Wait, I want to be very clear that only half the superhero super hoopers uh, enjoy this segment. Okay, <laughs> Keith. Keith, maybe, maybe Keith wants to be Jeff Van Gundy. Keith, oh uh, Keith do you want to be Jeff Van Gundy by any chance? Uh, I, I'm a little confused what I'm supposed to do. No, no, Matt needs to be Jeff no, Van Gundy. No, 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 maybe because maybe he could do a good Jeff Van Gundy. Maybe this we could finally have somebody who could do This is why good... this bit doesn't work, Keith. Let me hear your Jeff well, Van Gundy, and then maybe I, I, can, uh, I can jump in. Uh, uh, my, my Jeff Van Gundy is like, hello, I'm Jeff Van Gundy. Hey, I'm just over here doing my Jeff Van Gundy stuff. <laughs> Keith, you see what I'm dealing with, buddy? <laughs> I can definitely any any here. impression that involves saying the name of the person you're you're doing now, the impression. That's now. that's how you know it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. All right, let, let me explain the bit to you, and we'll cut the, we'll cut the part where I explain the bit out. Um, <laughs> so Keith, this is uh this, so this is Je oh. this is current events with Jeff Van Gundy. The way the way it works is we call Jeff Van Gundy. So actually. Uh, you told us before that you actually know, you you can get him on the line for us. Is that true? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, yeah. I, okay, I, I, right. I got a so, cell. I can get him on. Okay, okay. all right. So let's uh, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get him on. Let's call him up. Go let's ahead. Call him up. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Are you there? Yes, this is Coach Van Gundy. Hey, Jeff. Super hey, Hoopers hey, over here. Hey, do you have a do you have a cold, Coach? You don't you don't quite sound like yourself. Well, you know, I just been watching so much basketball, and I've been reviewing some tape for the upcoming games on uh, ABC this Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I got, got a little cold. Got a little cold. <laughs> oh man, hope so you get Jeff, better. Jeff, uh, we just wanted to get your take on current events. What do you think about Trump's uh, proposed space force? You know, the space force. I don't understand. Back in my day, we had the Star Wars. And that was a thing, you know, Reagan, we're going to put it up in space, and they said it would work. But, you know, this, uh, it just seems like a total waste of resources when we could be outfitting the Secaucus, New Jersey Replay Center with better equipment to cut down the time of, of these dadgum replays. Oh, so you're not, you're not a fan of the Space Force, Jeff? I could think of no greater waste of tax dollars on something called Space Force. 
But did you but, know that, yeah, yeah. that Trump plans to staff the entire Space Force with uh, coaches, with NBA college coaches, and NBA yeah. coaches? Did you did you, you know not, about that? Did you not did you not hear that about that? Did part? you not hear that part? Well, I mean, if they were if they were gonna put my buddy Mark Jackson on there, because Mark Jackson he got a raw deal with the national media. <laughs> he's a great coach, and my brother my brother Stan will tell you he's not he's no fan of Trump. But if Stan was involved with building a space wall, if he had to form a space wall. I think that would be good. You know, so if, if coaches are involved, you don't understand the stresses that these coaches have, have thought of in their lives. The number of different permutations they think of just on a nightly basis, I think they would be well equipped to man the Space Force. And you know what? I would get behind a, a coaches led Space Force. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Wait, John, you have a question? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I think, uh, think you answered that question perfectly, Jeff. Jeff thank you. Thank, thank you, you so your time. much. Uh, I mean, I don't know if these right. refs are. I mean, would be if a referee was running these space forces. Because what are these guys looking at? And why do we have a clear path foul? <laughs> All right, thanks again, Jeff. All thanks, right, Jeff. see ya. We'll talk All to right, you. Thanks, thanks, guys. Next thanks, time thanks, we do the segment. Here's, here's, here's Keith. Keith, man, yeah. wow. Oh, that hey. was... I don't know if you heard our, our, yeah. our segment. What did you think about the segment? I think that's definitely the best version of the segment. Yeah. Uh, I so. mean, uh, Coach Van Gundy had some good things to say about the clear path foul. <laughs> I, will, I will say that. I, he really did. He really did. He was really think, animated. He's really... Yeah. He seemed, it, it, seemed, it was weird. It seemed like he was... Against the Space Force, right? But right. then when he found out the coaches were involved, it, it, it seemed like that he opinion. changed that. He yeah, he he defended the it's coaches. It's funny how that that works. It's weird how that, that, that uh, how, how Jeff Gant, Van Gundy thinks. That's that's <laughs> how he does it. That's how he does it. Yeah, <clears throat> Keith. Uh, th- I mean, thanks so much. We'll let we'll let you go. Um, thanks, thanks for really. Thank where, you for where can people along. find you? Where, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where can where can where can people find you? The podcast is Fast Break Breakfast. You can find it on any podcast provider, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Fast Break Break. Fast break breakfast did not fit. All right, awesome. Highly, highly recommend it. And man, Keith, I don't know. We might, we might just have to have you on like every month as Jeff Van Gundy. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, if I'm going to oh, share right, right, Jeff I mean, Van I'm, Gundy with you guys, yeah, yeah, you might, we might have to have you connect us with yeah, Jeff just Van Gundy. Us. Right, I mean, I'll, I'll try not to abuse it. But th- thanks, fellas. All right. Well, that was that was uh, Keith. Very good. Uh, Our best Jeff Van Gundy. His yeah. ability to call the actual he has the best, best ability to call the actual connection Jeff. with Jeff and yes. Gundy. Yes, yes. All right. Should we get to our other segments? We didn't want to. We didn't want to like you know. We didn't want to give him our best. Our best of the best. No, because you know because we don't want. He's got his. He has, he has bio, his own we podcast. We don't want any uh, industrial espionage. You yeah, know? We don't want any him taking our. And also, our... like you don't like to brag. Right. You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like. Like like when you and Dave come over, like I don't show you the whole house. Right, you just show. Us, yeah, just show you parts so you don't right, feel bad. So you don't like, feel I, bad I, about our living situation. Yeah, it's just like oh, I'm, yeah, not, it's I'm like, not gonna show them the other floors. It's like exactly when you come over to my house, I only show you the three floors. Yeah, that my house exactly. Has. I don't right? show you the fourth floor. Yeah, I mean yeah, that would be excessive. Yeah. yeah, you show me the baby, and that kind of negates everything. Right, so right. That, like, that brings yeah, you yeah. down. That's very good. All right, should we do a little get at me, dog? This is where we tweet at NBA players. And we score points if they respond this week. Torian Prince. He's yes. on the Hawks, right? He's on the Hawks. Okay, thank goodness. Very famous for his Baylor. Uh, I did not know that. You didn't know that? I don't know, anything about, I don't know anything about college basketball. Last year, you probably remember him. I think it was, was it last year, right? He's no, a rookie he's a, this year. No, no, he's the second year. Okay, two years ago then. Yeah, yeah. He uh, played for Baylor, I believe. And he, um, at the tournament, they interviewed him and they asked about how he got all the rebounds. And he went, well, I, uh, I jumped up. And I put my hands in the air, and I put my hands on the ball, and then I brought the ball down. Mm. And that's how I got the rebound. Really? Did yeah. he do it? Was it tongue-in-cheek? Or? Oh, it was so tongue-in-cheek. Okay. It was beautiful. It was like one of the most oh my God, funniest, like, he just like, 
Yeah, guy. That's how you get a I rebound. I have to look it up. I have to yep. look it up. All right. So I tweeted at him. I tweeted him a picture of my son with a basketball. Mm. And I said, my wife says, if you retweet this, I can raise my son a Hawks fan instead of a Lakers fan. Please help. The world has enough Lakers fans. Ooh. That was pretty, pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, John, what do you got? Um, I had just seen the movie Black Panther this weekend. Oh, got a review? It took me. Was it good? It's so good. Okay. And right. it took me a long time to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I did a black, little Black Panther uh, Photoshop. And I said, does anyone else think Toreen Prince could have played the Black uh, first Panther? First of all, it's Torian Prince, but Torian okay. Torian Prince. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> depends on Tor- your accent. I think Torine is what they put in Red Bull. Oh, okay, okay Torine, yeah. Uh, he is a prince, you know. Time to be the king. Because in Black Panther, he starts out as a prince and then becomes the king. Spoiler, okay. Spoiler, yeah. Right. Get anything? For, uh, you know, not not really from him. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I didn't get a response either. Mm. But I think I'm just going to keep tweeting at him. Like, I'm just going to keep tweeting him, like, every month. Maybe, like, every month on my son's birthday. And, like, give him updates, like... I like that. Like, with, like, a Lakers jersey. And, like, I'll just, like, pretend, like, my son's life is going horrible. Because... Because Torian Prince never retweeted that. Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah, that's I'm just pretty, gonna. It's gonna be like a novel. I'm gonna publish it like 20 years from now. Should we roll into headlines? These let's, are. Let's these, just do it. Let's, these are headlines from the newspaper um, that I just I just read. You know, um, just because the world the world needs real news. Well, I mean, people obviously come to us for groundbreaking for, news, so we're exactly. just gonna read. We're just the gonna news read in case you haven't. You know, you're heard not up it on it. You're not up on it. Yep. Uh, so I don't know if you saw this. Eric Bledsoe, he did a push-up to start a game last week. I didn't see that. During the game action, he just drops down, oh, does a push-up, does I a push-up at yep. the beginning of the game. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. When asked why, he said, look, if it was a real game, I wouldn't have done it. But we were playing the Knicks. Headlines. <laughs> That's right. <not laughs> I'm sure you saw this. I'm sure you saw this. Allen Iverson gave a drunken courtside interview last week. At the Charlotte uh, Sixers game, did you yes. see that? Oh, he's always drunk, <laughs> always, yeah, always yeah. on, always uh, relaxing. Yeah, you know, viewers first realized he was drunk when he said he missed the city of Philadelphia. Headline: At the Warriors, I don't know if you saw, they had a big, they had a big bash. They did. For Steph's it was 30th birthday. Happy birthday, Steph Curry. Yeah. Happy birthday. It was a wild, wild party with yachts, binge drinking, people making fools of themselves. Or as Draymond Green calls it, Tuesday. Headlines. Calls it Tuesday. Also ribs. You could have thrown in ribs. There was ribs. Yeah, 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 yeah there was that's ribs. A, that's a Tuesday for Draymond. Yeah. Steven Adams refused to describe his hip contusion, except in the proper Latin term, Osteopithecus afarinensis. That was the term he only would refer to it by. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Over and over again. Oh, oh, breaking news, breaking news. Uh, the Sacramento Kings have signed Osteopithecus Afrenesis. Headlines. <laughs> uh, my contract. That's my bread. And I earned my bread. So kiss my ass. Dead serious. Write that. I earned that effing money. Evan Turner quote. I don't yes, know if you saw that I quote. did see that. Right. Love me some Evan Turner. That right. was, uh, was what he said. Uh, he continued, it's the American dream, after all, to find a GM with rock for brain and convince them to give you $70 million. Headlines. That's all the, head- that's all the headlines. Fit to pod for the week. Wow. Um, a lot of good news. A lot of news. A lot of, a lot news, of news this week. A lot of very, I would say, standard 
jokes. I'd say very, that about standard news. Nothing like very, really. Nothing, nothing inventive or super no, creative. No, no. A little something news that like a little editing would help. You know, maybe a very couple, paint by numbers news. Just we got through it. You know, yeah, the news. Got, that some days you just got to go through the news. Some days it's, it's, it's just pedestrian. Grind. Yeah. We got to do a little update, a little guerrilla marketing update. Oh. Um, what do we got? So last week, I don't know if you remember. By the way, on the Super Hoopers, this is just a long-standing policy of ours that we we don't waste your time asking nope. you to rate and review the podcast no we take care of that that's okay. what we do that's what we it's do. our podcast that's what we do we, will rate we this. do that by paying people to do yeah, it for i wouldn't us. trust okay. a stranger we don't exactly you wouldn't trust a stranger to give you a referral you know or maybe you would but it's better no. to get it from no. the horse's mouth yeah right yeah exactly i go on a date with every doc new doctor i get sure because he can't look at me and touch my body unless I touch their body. Okay, I don't know how that relates to this, but you know, it's, it's good just, to know. It's basically the same. So last week I said, look, you could write a review of the podcast. And what we'll do is I will pay someone to review your review. Because it turns out our policy of paying for reviews is frowned upon by iTunes. Yes. So we can't actually do it. Yes. So the way we got around it is like you write a review and then we'll pay someone to write a review of your review. Very fair. So we got some new reviews this week. And I went to hire somebody to do it. Yeah. I went to Fiverr, our favorite website to best, to best cheat everything. at the internet. Just just um and Fiverr rejected my uh my what? offer. What? They rejected it twice. What? So we we well, I will, under what clause? I don't know. They just sent me it said your thing was rejected twice. So I have to look I have to look at some I have to go the dark web. So give me another week listeners. I will I will get your reviews reviewed. But I just got to take a little trip to the dark web because wow. my, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. My, yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the dark web. Yeah. We're There's going. We're good... headed. We're headed. We're headed to Russia. All right. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't see us. Yep. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're working on it, everyone. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to, let's wind down with shout outs and beef. So first of all, big shout out, big, big shout out to uh, Timothy Buker on Twitter, at T underscore Buker 320. He's the one who got me thinking about Hinky for the Illuminati I did earlier. So shout out to him. He was He's part of the, you know, the cult of Hinky. And I had an exchange with him that got me thinking about, you know, Hinky and, you know, how he how he definitely engineered his own his own ouster. I, yeah, I like your, I like your, your strategy. Of course, I mean, you like anything anti-Hinky, John. Okay, shout out. I just want to, I would have, I would have recant something I said earlier where earlier, few pods ago okay where i suggested that the lakers uh shoot isaiah thomas into the sun yeah I've, he's I've, like really good I've done now. a full 180 he's not really good like he's kind of burned them in some fourth quarters but i love watching him and he just like i could i could tell why he was a fan favorite kind of everywhere he goes yeah he gives it all and he was fantastic in the denver game so we're recording this uh, wednesday night they played the uh, lakers played denver last night yep. And he, you know, had this great move where he, you know, does, does shook this, we, we Jokic. shook Jokic and he's like smiling all the way to the rim. I mean, even my wife who was watching with me loved it. And at the end of the game, he passes to Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray has been like talking trash against the Lakers, which by the way, you should. Yeah. Like anybody who's actually mad at Jamal Murray, like needs to like examine themselves. You win the game, you get to talk trash. That's the way it goes. In fact, you should talk trash. Yeah, can you explain that to me? Because I saw there was a lot, but I missed that game. So he, in the, in like two games ago, when he played the Lakers, he like dribbled around Lonzo. Kind of like showboated around Lonzo. At the end of the game? At the end of the game. Okay, so After they had they already won. wrapped it up. They already wrapped, and he does this little like pirouette around Lonzo. Like, oh. Oh. like you're not that big of a deal. Oh. Like, I'm Jamal Murray. Oh, I'm better than you. Which, like, yeah. Like, if you're Jamal Murray, you know you're you you think you're better than Lonzo. 
but Lonzo's like, you know, getting all his hype. Like, you should. You should yeah. showboat. Why not? Yeah. And then the next game, he's like talking mess. And I don't know what he was saying, but Luke Walton got all mad. But like, dude, you have no right. You're losing the game. All right. Yeah. Like, you, that's what you get. So Lakers were all mad at Jamal Murray. It was actually awesome because they played it at the Staples Center. And every time Jamal Murray touched the ball, Lakers fans were, were booing, which is great. I love it. You know, you goes that's both part ways. of the game. Yeah. And uh, so at the very end of the game, Lakers won. And then Isaiah Thomas, like, throws the ball at Jamal Murray right at the very end. Like, yep. he, not even throw it, but he, you know, pettily tossed it uh, his way. Classic move. So I'm here. I'm here for Isaiah Thomas. I kind of actually want the Lakers to re-sign him. Like, not a, oh. long, not a long-term contract. But my dream offseason, my dream offseason for the Lakers is uh, they re-sign Randall, they sign Paul George, and they sign Isaiah Thomas. That's my dream. That's my dream offseason. Those are the three guys I want. And the Isaiah, my dream Isaiah Thomas contract is just a one-year deal, like a one-year deal where he's like gunning for you know that that the final big contract. And nice. then and then the next year, I know everyone's tuning this out because who cares about what Laker fans yeah. think. Ugh. And then the next year we get Clay Thompson. Oh my gosh, none of that's gonna happen. Well, I mean, you guys are gonna max out IT and KCP. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, KCP has been really, really good actually. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind them bringing back this. When, when no of KCP. free agent goes to LA, we're getting Paul max. George. You Paul, might get Paul George. Paul I'm, George. Paul George is done, a done deal. And my favorite, my favorite thing in the entire world is Lakers fans already considering him on the team on Twitter. Like, you know, the Warriors, like, they're playing the Warriors tonight, and everyone's like, oh, it's not fair. The Warriors are missing uh, Clay and Steph. And Lakers are like, yeah, but we're we're missing Kuzma's out, Josh Hart's out, Brandon Ingram's out, Paul George is out. That's funny. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, can't, I can't wait till Magic, like, screws this up by tweeting out, like, <laughs> Paul George, be a Laker. Do it. Go to my movie theaters, <laughs> and then magic, and then they won't let him sign there. Magic, magic got all the money. I, I he got wait. all the charisma. They can I find him wait. all he wants. I can't. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, I just watched this Jamal Murray dribble by Lonzo. This right. is so weak. I mean, this a, is so weak. It's a little weak, but I mean, it's, it is like th- that wasn't even disrespectful. Yeah, it's a little. It's the end of the game. It's a. It's a little much. Yeah, at the end of the game, Look, Lonzo, I, Lonzo is literally wa- trying to walk off the court. If anything, I'd be more mad at Lonzo. Well, the game's over. Yeah. Well, he needs his rest. Oh my gosh, he, he is to, so casually he needs just his, like walking. He needs Jamal his, just. He doesn't. He just goes around him. It's just. It's a little. Eh, it's a little much. All right. Let's. I have a shout out to Basketball Reference. Okay. Oh so yeah. What's going if on? You remember, that? Uh, if you remember last week, we came up with a nickname, Always Google, for CJ Miles. Yes. And if you don't know why, Google CJ Miles. So I sent them an email, um, you know, basically asking that that nickname be added to CJ Miles' uh, basketball reference page. They actually got back to me. They're oh. looking into it. Oh, really? They said, they said so they're we need more people. It. We need to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're gonna Google that. Yeah, I think we got, or they're gonna search, and I think we need to like. Well, I, they said they said we're gonna they said we're gonna look into it. So I assume that people, someone, some some lucky intern at Basketball <laughs> Reference is gonna is gonna Google CJ Miles. I also talked to them about Evan Fournier and how his nickname is never Google, but on 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 Basketball Reference is don't Google. But anyways, they said they said yes, we already have the Evan Fournier one. We'll mm. look into the CJ Miles one. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll sponsor it. Yeah. We'll we, do it. <laughs> we, they, said, they said, look, we had an intern look into it, and he's he's been out for the week with carpal tunnel syndrome. So <laughs> we're, 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 yeah, we had an intern, uh, and then we checked his... Uh, his internet browser history ever <laughs> yeah, since no. your, I don't know what happened, yeah. but uh, HR, well, HR. Let's just say he's been uh, suspended without pay. <laughs> um, 
for a while. Yeah. Uh, I got a shout out. Go ahead. Do you remember when I talked about the All-Star game? Okay, what about it? Uh, where I ran into a crazy Sixers fan who accosted oh, me God. and yeah, told and me told, that. told like did, the did longest, you... most boring story ever. Yep. Did you cut that out? I don't remember. You probably edited it out. Did uh, you leave no, it in? I left it in. Okay. So shout out to Kyle Newbeck because I see him on the Twitter arguing with someone. Oh, this no. person yelling at him in all caps, being all weird. <laughs> and I click on it, and guess who it is? It's our weird. It's our weirdo from Los Angeles. Nice. Ah, man. Man. So shout out to uh, Kyle for dealing with that. And uh, uh, shout out to this weirdo who's just proving himself to be weird, who uh, threatened to sue Kyle if he deleted a tweet. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. And so that's what we're dealing with, folks. Anything <sighs> else? No, that's it. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Shout out to uh, Keith for coming on. Yeah. Um, Make sure you check out their pod. Yep. Check it out. Um, after. Of course, after. After you listen to this pod. Yeah. Yeah. Download know. our pod on your phone, your and your neighbor's, neighbor's phone, phone, your mom and dad's listen, phone. Listen to ours five or six times. Absolutely. Then, then, then check. Then check. Then those. if. Then if, and only then. Check, check out those Keith. out. All right. Keith. Thanks for listening. Yep. Until next week. Keep, keep pooping. volcano. When it was erupting, you're now listening to Super Hooper. Hey, a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Hooper! Can you say that? Super Hooper! That's what you say, bro. We just form a fucking wall! Super Hooper! I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Super Hooper! He's coming on. Uh, He's coming on. No, 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 yeah, he's he is coming on that. <laughs> Look like you want to say something. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, he's coming on. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's let's welcome Keith. Let's welcome Keith to Matt. the pod. <laughs> I'll edit, I'll edit that. I'll make that work. No, leave that. That's funny. I'll make that work. All right.